Oh, history. Hey. History is back. Let's go. <laughs> About to make some history. Absolutely. We're just waiting on Mark here. Um, yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. So uh, I don't have my stats with me. I'm over at someone's house, but it's all good. Hey, uh, no, no, no. We're we going to be different. We just we just going off the dome piece, boy. I'm, I don't have no TV on. I got my drinks ready. We just going to talk sports and give each other shit. <laughs> all right. That's what I like to hear. I got you. Anyway, so, hey, yeah. since our since our since our special guest isn't here yet, so let's start let's start with a formal intro. You know, my name is Ronaldo. You can call me Ray, Ray P, whatever you want to call me. And this is Unsat Sports. This is my co-host. I'm gonna let him introduce himself. Yeah, I'm. Call me Drew. Um, well, um, just got a good day today. Uh, Watch my Browns win in most. One of the most stressful situations I ever seen. Let me tell you. We'll get. Well, yeah, definitely. So let's let's go here. He's a Cleveland native. I'm a South Carolina native. So yes, um, I'm the I'm the pro I'm the typical bandwagon guy, and he's the yeah. guy through and through. So I'm glad we have these different um, we different things uh, going on here because I want to start off with me. You know, I love my New York Yankees. You know, yeah. I love my South Carolina Gamecocks, of course. I love my, you know, Michigan Wolverines. And I don't really have a basketball team. I just love watching basketball. It's just exciting to watch in a whole year. I used to be a diehard Miami Heat fan and then, you know, a Rockets before that. But now it's just I don't have anybody to lean on. But yeah. go ahead, Drew, you got. Yeah, so, I mean. Like like he was saying, I'm I'm through and through. I'm I'm Cleveland, Ohio State, all that, you know, Buckeyes, Indians, Cavs, Browns, yeah, you name it. Uh, I don't really have a hockey team, but I kind of flip flop here and there because you know hockey to me is just, you know, when you don't have a Cleveland team, you know, well, I got Columbus and you know, it's two hours away from where I'm at. Just just no interest for me there. Oh yeah. Hey, so uh, real quick disclaimer. Hey, uh, send a send Red that that invite again. We're having some technical difficulties, but he'll be on in a second. Oh, never mind. He says he got it. He said he got it. Okay. So he'll be on momentarily, and we'll let him explain his teams. There he is. But um, like I said, this is Unsat Sports, man, and we'll 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 tell the story on how we we got to Unsat. But let me start with our special guest, one of my near and dear friends that I've known for years and years, and uh, he's a great great person to always be around and. He's with the shits when it comes to sports. So yeah. I'd like to introduce my boy, Mark. Please tell him who you are, who you rep in all your favorite sports, and, you know, in all the major sports, who's your favorite teams, and then we'll continue, my guy. Hey, I, uh, yeah, so um, you, know, you pretty much gave me the intro. Uh, but from a sports perspective, uh, definitely die hard with the Carolina Panthers. Got to have the, gotta have the uh, Carolina Panthers. Um, as my as my big major team, you know NBA is it's, it's a little iffy. You know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big LeBron fan, but you know, I'm not a Lakers fan. So we'll see what happens this season. But mm-hmm. I love the sport, you know, and I, I love a lot of the players, a lot of the teams. Do you have um, a baseball team? Back in the day, it was the Braves. Okay, um, that's a that's a typical South Carolina. Everybody's <laughs> Braves fan in Charleston. That's true. Yeah, and then and then when I moved to 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 the uh, Northern Virginia area, everybody uh, repped the, uh, the the Washington Nationals. 
And you know, Nashville's on a bad team. No, they 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 have great pitching and uh Bryce Harper's one of my dudes. Well yeah. R I P because Bryce is not gonna be there next year. He'll no, probably no, he he'll won't. probably be a Yankee. Let's let's be real. But <laughs> when it but but when it comes to like baseball and I'm just now now that I live uh in the northern um New York area, hockey is huge up here. And like for for me when it comes to baseball, I'm I'm more of a uh I like the uh the playoffs. Yes. Absolutely. And, uh, in baseball and then I uh and, and hockey is actually pretty exciting to watch too. So I think I think that's I think that's normal for m- most people. You know, most people really get into it come playoff time as far as baseball. Cuz 100 and what is it? 62 my guys? 62 Drew? Yeah, it's one, two games of baseball. Yeah. 162 is a lot. I feel and bad I mean, for those teams that only make it to the wild card game and lose like 162 games. All that ha, ha, ha. For, it's one game. Sorry, Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know they should be thankful they even made it. The American League was was tough this year. You know, unless you're in the Central, but you know we'll get to that. Okay, so first of all, Mark, we want to want to let you know why we're title on SAS Sports. So, of course, we've said this before when we previous had a previous podcast, but, you know, we're new. We're new and improved now. But uh, back in the day, me and Drew, we were, you know, I'm still in the Army. Drew was, uh, you know, in the United States Army. He was my soldier. He's a great dude. And me and him used to drive back and forth in Korea. And our drives were like two, three hours. And all we do was talk shit to each other about sports. So then Mm -hmm. we had... um, we had this boss, you know, she was a captain. She was a, you know, one of our officers in charge and she was a major bitch. Like we both bitch. We hated her with so much passion. Like she is the one person in life, Mark, where if I saw her dying, I would probably laugh, put it on world (laughs) star and love every moment of it. You know what I'm saying? And then you got to save her life, but yeah. (laughs) You know, you going to save her life. But (laughs) I totally despise this woman. I won't say her name, but she knows if she ever were to ever hear this podcast, she'd know who we're talking about. But her favorite word to always say to us was something was always unsat. Unsat. This is unsat. That's unsat. And we fucking just hated it. So then when we decided that we wanted to do a sports podcast, we just had to name it. It was it would fit. It just fit. It really did. So at the end of the podcast, you're going to have to come up with an unsat stat of the day, no matter what it is. It could be from any sport, but it has to be a gripe about something that happened today in the NFL or NBA or whatever. OK, yeah, but you got time. We got time. All right. You got it, Mark. Yeah, yeah, that's a uh I, I like I, I like the uh the idea behind it. That's pretty dope. Dope. Yeah. So let's get started today, of course. We're gonna talk about the NFL. And like I said, we're not gonna go through all the specific games. We're just gonna talk talk shit about what we normally talk about. So I wanna start with the team that is now because of Mark Laurie in my top three I hate list. And that's the Carolina Panthers. Um, so Mark, why do you, why done do today. you hate them? Why do I hate them? Because of you. Because <laughs> you talk, you've talked so highly of this team, and they are mediocre in my eyes. 
Medi- they're mediocre. They're mediocre. Minus the Super Bowl year, they looked excellent. But I'm telling you right now, that year, man. I thought they were going to win the whole thing too. But then we got in, everybody got introduced to Bob Miller. But <laughs> I, I, I don't know. There's just. And it's crazy because they're kind of synonymous with the Patriots because Cam is doing it with a bunch of gnome names. He's doing it with a bunch of no names. Like we don't know these people. Minus McCaffrey, how, how we don't know. Not, these... But but that's that's my thing. How could you not know these people? Like we mean? have we we have for the last several years have been in the top ten in multiple categories, especially on the defensive end. Yes, but name your no no no. I'm talking offensive right now. Name your standout player. Who is it other than Cam? Who's the guy that you can depend on that everybody will put in their top ten? And I know who you're going to say. You think I want to say Greg Olson? Yeah, he's the injury waiting to happen every minute. But, but, but this is what you don't understand about the Carolina Panthers. And okay. it, it's no fluke that the Carolina Panthers – for like has always been very consistent and you're right the, our biggest issue and our biggest issue for the last several years has been injuries like like killer when you know you know what i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna pause right here i'm sorry i want to make an emergency call hey drew send the invite to marcus see if he'll jump on because uh, I, I want him on in this too i don't know if i can like, sh- like it's not letting me leave the screen Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. But go ahead. But like I was saying, injuries have always been our issue, and right? it's bad this year. Our, our injuries are bad this year, but we're still uh, three and one. <laughs> and that's the thing, y'all. I'm we, gonna put it like this, and I'm gonna let Drew say his opinion about the Panthers, but I'm gonna say my, my opinion like this: y'all are gonna hit a wall soon. It's coming. But I don't believe so. I don't Cam, think so. we and I don't, I don't win. wish injury on anybody, but Cam is going to go down if he keeps playing the way he's playing as mm-hmm. far as running the ball and his offensive line. Y'all not going to have Cam. Look, I'm going to tell you like this. I, I, I highly disagree. And the reason why I highly disagree is because just this week to today, we got back one of our stars from offensive line. We're set to get another one back. Y'all lost Khalil today, though. Yeah, but that was a, like, but he, he'll be back next week. Okay. Okay. Like Khalil. What do you be- think, Drew? Um. Yeah, I'm just pulling up the. See, I saw they play today. They won. What was it, like a 61 yard field goal? They won. 63. By the- 63. That, that was impressive. The second longest field goal in NFL history. I was that say, was what's impressive. The I think the 64? record is 64. Jason Elam. Yeah, 64 is a record. But man, this man, big props, major props. That was a great kick. But man, this was versus the Giants this year, and the Giants, you know, they they haven't really, you know, recovered yet. They're still trying to, you know, get back to their winning ways. You know, I'm not gonna lower the Giants' standard because on paper the Giants are talented. They are. Right. It's their offensive line is horrible. It's just horrible. And Eli's not playing up. He's not playing up. He's playing mediocre this year. Well, so so I watched the whole game because obviously I'm a Panthers fan. Of course. And, I, and I, I will say it like this. The Giants had every single opportunity to win that game. And, and it goes back to – and I'm going to lightly agree with you, Ray. Lightly mm-hmm. agree with you. It goes back to the fact that Cam Newton made mistakes. And most of those mistakes was because of – 
Like two of the picks that came through today was on Ian Thomas, the rookie uh, tight end, mm-hmm. um, who's supposed to be super talented. But I mean, he- what college? Do you know what college he came from? Uh, I do not. Um, okay. But I'll check it. Go ahead. But Ian Thomas made a couple of bad breaks, and he didn't go to the ball and can do some picks. And, you know, so the Panthers could have gave the game away, which they almost did if it wasn't for that impressive kick. And it was because, like, you didn't have a Greg Olson in the lineup. It, mm-hmm. Cam Newton didn't have enough time because of the injuries to the offensive line. But with that being said, I still believe that the Panthers are – talented enough to once healthy if everybody's healthy they're talented enough and they have a smart enough coaching staff that can that could i think they can go pretty deep in the playoffs definitely so you so you of course you have them making the playoffs and i'm glad you told me how far you have them going because i was going to ask you that like how far do you have them going i have making it at least to the second round i can see the conference finals but there's a lot of things like I'm not Do they win the, the division? They got to beat the Saints first. Do they win the division? That was my next question. I, I can see them winning the division over the New Orleans Saints. They they play the Saints twice late in the in the year, and Atlanta's nowhere to be found. And Tampa Bay's gonna start unraveling. Atlanta's gonna start. Man, they unraveled quick, didn't they? Yeah, I I have them <laughs> winning the division. Okay. I, I can what do you think, Drew? Do you think they win the division? Oh man, I don't know. Um, the Saints. You know, you can never count out Drew Brees whatsoever. Um, I think that Fitz, Fitz magic is obviously it's gone now. Now you're back to Jameis Winston. The the Bucks are kind of back to being mediocre. You know, I think everyone thought, oh, maybe this will be their magical year. Nope, it's out of the picture. I saw the Falcons get smacked earlier by the we thought was the struggling Steelers. So they got what, 41 mm-hmm. points put on them. Yeah, shout out really, to Big Ben, James Conner though. He's making a still like that kid. Yeah, you know, I'm glad. I'd rather see him succeed over that Le'Veon Bell. But um, So I want to specify that we're going to talk NFL talk, but our subject for this podcast is wide receivers. Yes. We're going we're gonna to focus on wide receivers here in a bit. But I want to go back. I have Speaking of which, I have a question, and I'm going to start with Mark because your Panthers played them today. So I'm going to ask you, why is Eli Manning not shooting the shot and chucking it down the field to Odell like his rookie year. Because, Why isn't he taking that risk like he did last year? Well, I mean, I mean, two years ago. Well, Beckham had one thirty-one today. Yeah, but he had one deep pass. Why isn't he the deep threat like he was his rookie year? Let's let's put it because like that. Because a toxic I, player, I, I think. I, I'll say I'll say for two reasons. And once again, it, it goes back to to coaching. I don't think that the offensive coordinator or whoever's calling the plays on offense for the Giants really are making the right calls to, mm, to nope. keep him happy. Because when you think about it, um, Eli, like, Eli doesn't have a, a line in front of him that can give him mm-hmm. a long time to make make the passes that he wants to make for one. You mm-hmm. lose your tight end at the middle because um, Ingram didn't play today. And then mm-hmm. Shepard coming uh and Shepard who had a solid year I think a year ago um like he he's not really that guy you know what I mean so Odell Odell takes a lot of the uh he'll take a lot of the heat off of uh from the secondary he often get double teamed 
But I just don't think Eli has the confidence in his offensive line. And I'm almost starting to think that Eli doesn't have the confidence in his arm at this age in his career to make those passes either. Drew, what were you about to say? I heard you say toxic. What were you going to say? Well, it seems as I I didn't exactly see it. I just saw some brief tweets about it when I was scrolling through. And I was seeing stuff about Odell's blaming other people. He seems to be not accounting for himself. You know, he's he's just – dragging people onto the bus and you know you know damn well even if it is someone you don't do that you know that's just a toxic okay so what do you mean him accounting for himself when he caught for what you said 131 he did 131 today but you you catch for 131 yard what can he what can he account for i don't can he put the blame on himself he's producing he's earning his paycheck finally let's say that yeah congratulations on obj on his first touchdown today too yeah right uh, what 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 is it (sighs) i mean Regardless of what happens, you just don't drag your teammates down like that. You know, sure. that just creates a toxic environment. I mean, why would you throw to him, you know? True. 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 You, you do it to him because he is, in all honesty, he's the reason why your team gets to the red zone. He's the reason why your team yeah. scores on offense. I swore OBJ was getting traded like last season, the season before. You know? They were They were talks. There were talks, talks but New York had the change in everything. I think they lost the GM and the coach, and they decided to pay that man, which they decided to pay that man, which was great that they paid that man. Me too. Here's the thing. Like, I think what's going on in New York is is what people don't admit, and there is going to be some significant changes in the offense. David Gettleman, who – I'm very familiar with him. He used to be the GM at uh, for the Panthers. Like, he's a very weird guy when it comes to, like, the way that he shapes the team. And he has – he drafted Shaquan Barkley, which everybody believes that he should in the draft, which I think he should have won quarterback because I think they're riding Eli, uh, Eli Manning into the ground because, like, he's at, mm-hmm. he's at, the, back end, he's at the back end of his career. Like, you have to find a successor. But right now, they're still trying to make Eli Manning the face of the franchise, I believe. And they, mm-hmm. uh, they don't want to hand over the keys to, like, Odell Beckham. and better. Or, or, like, you know, like, you, that's what I kind of see is, is still happening. It's that they want to make the, that team focus around Eli. When you really should be okay. focusing around the defense and, and focusing around, like, getting Odell the ball, and I don't think Eli's going to be the dude to do that. All right, so next three games for your Panthers is at Washington, at Philly, and home to the Ravens. Mm. Okay. So let's get to I got a, another team, which has been – one. Yeah, yeah. I think that Philly game is going to be really good. Let's go to another team that's been really surprising, and that's your fucking Browns there. Can't believe I'm oh, saying man. this shit, but – Let's talk about these guys, because your boy, what's his name? Uh, God dang it, what's his name? Baker? From, who's with Shannon Sharp. With Shannon oh, Sharp. my Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless says that Cleveland should be 5-0. and I absolutely agree. And let me tell you why. Okay, let's go through every game so far. Well, it's only five. It's not a big deal. First mm-hmm. week, you know, the Steelers, we had every opportunity to win that game. Uh, there was a really bad missed call on Josh Gordon going for a touchdown in the end zone. Should have been a pass mm-hmm. interference, whatever. Um, our, and, you know, we got our kick blocked to, to win the game, tie a game. 
look, I work brown security at the stadium, and let me tell you, that stadium just mixed emotions. No one knew how to felt that feel that night. But regardless, that should have been a win. The following week, we go to New Orleans, and our mm-hmm. defense—I'll tell you—our defense is is one of the top in the league right now. It is. Yep. It is surprisingly number you know, one in takeaways. That should have beat New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. That kicker, he had to go. What he missed, like two field, two or three field goals. Missed two you extra mean, points. You being our favorite groin man, that <laughs> pause, is on that. Okay, <laughs> that's a you know, it, it, kickers should not be the deciding factor in f- football games. I'm sorry. So that's a this perfect- is going to be the best part. Let's hear you talk about the Raiders game. Oh my no! <laughs> oh, I was heated. Let me t- first off, the NFL admitted that we should have yes. won that game, so I'm at least glad they acknowledged it. Okay, that was fun. No, um, what was it called? We we get off. We had a fumble recovery, <laughs> but they ruled it an incomplete pass. And at no point did uh, what's the car's Der- arm move forward. Was, that was funny. I, yeah, and uh, or my favorite, we get the first down. You know, they clinch the game. You know, run the clock out, and all of a sudden. They decided to review it. Like, oh, you know what? He was clearly short. But everyone, everyone and their mother watching this game, even the announcers were, were knew it was a first down. You know, you look at the yellow marker, whatnot, ball was over, knee. You know, and that just, just destroyed my mind right there. You know, that's a game. We were owed a victory from that, you know. Yeah. Um, well, just to let you know, because y'all had a good win today, of course. Oh, yeah. Let's let let you know your next games, and this this is a little bit of murderer's row. So I'm gonna put your next four games, but you got the Chargers next week, which right. is always tough. Chargers always lose it at the last minute it's gonna for be a some good reason. Game. You got to re you got a little recess with the Bucks, of course, and then you got the Steelers and the Chiefs back to back. So I wanted to put that out there. And by the way, for my guy, for everybody out there, the Browns played the Panthers. In December, y'all. Oh, man. So we're going to have to definitely have a good conversation about that in the coming time on uh, Unsaid Sports. That game is in Cleveland. Yeah. I'll so be there. where do you rank your – because it's a log jam in the AFC North, AFC North. Where do you have them going, man? What do you have – are they playoffs? You know are what? They... This is one of the very few seasons I can sit here and tell you that the Browns have a shot. You know, at least they have a shot. Look, so we got to play the Steelers again. That, that's a must-win game because, look, the Steelers start bad every season somehow. Yes, they do. And, but they always reemerge because, let's just face it, they got the best player, I think, Antonio Brown, one of the most clutch players of all time. And, you know, one of the more upstanding upstart rookies from last season, Juju Smith, I think he's going to be a threat for years to come. This James Conner is surprising. But that defense, the Steelers – you know, I think they did good. They today. did well this week. They did good today. But yeah, let's not give too much credit. They did good today. Yeah. So, <laughs> so but, basically, this game against Steelers and, must win. And um, okay. And side note, Mark, uh, am am I the only one that thinks that the Steelers have the ugliest fucking haircuts in the in the NFL? Hundred percent. Yeah, everybody. What is going on with these motherfuckers in their hair? I would never get like, my hair cut. <laughs> I would never have the front of my hair cut low and then that shag in the back like James Conner. I'm going to need you to stop. And then, of course, Antonio Brown's hair has been looking like trash for a while. 
You know what I'm saying? So and, if Big Bang if Big Bang comes out any different, I'm I'm well, stop well, watching. Well, maybe his hair is just matching the uh, play of his quarterback. Mm. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, Big Ben. I think he's on the last year or two of his career. Um, what? Hold up. Let's let's stop. Because Big Ben, right as of today, coming into this week, was if if quote me if I'm wrong, but he was leading the NFL in passing. He he probably was, but a lot of that, but like he, he's, you can tell, like almost similar to like Eli Manning, that um he you can tell that he's trying to force quite a bit. Like, yeah, but he's got the you... talent to do that. He has the offense to do. He has two capable tight ends. He has a young receiver, a veteran receiver that he can throw to, and a rookie. Holler at Washington from Oklahoma State. That kid is good too. Yeah, and but... he's got not he's got a running back and a running back in the tuck when he wants to come back. But they're still that... two, two, and one, and they struggle to get there. They struggle yeah. to get to two, two, and one. Yeah, and a You're lot right. of that does fall back fall on Ben. That compliment that compliments the NFL though. the 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 league is getting. I think the league has always been tough. A lot of people always bash on it, but the league is fucking tough. The AFC tough. North is going to be a battle. Just straight. it's going to come down to division wins. So is yeah. It's going to be the same with uh, your your division over there with the Panthers. Those it's going to come down to, and I don't care what anybody says. The Falcons too. They might be having some tough losses, but they're not getting blown out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. Right. Those guys are playing tough. Well, the Falcons did get blown out today, but yes. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, but. You also got you also got to look at the Panthers have one loss this season, and it was against the Falcons. the The Falcons is a team, and, and we're starting to see a lot right now in the NFL. And I don't know if it's mm-hmm. just because of some of the rules, and I don't know if it's because of like some of the way that the refs are calling calling the games. And I and I will get back to that because there was a horrible call in the Panthers game. Um, but like I don't know. If it's that, but a lot of these games are they're putting up some high numbers from the offensive yeah, they standpoint. Are. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and we look at the Saints and the Saints. What the first two or three weeks, the games that they won, like were shootouts. What, nothing oh, was yeah. shootouts. No defense whatsoever. None. And the and the Bucks are still two and two, even though we write them off. They're they're still two and two. Don't forget Jameis Winston. Still, he he's got it, man. Yeah, they're still two and two, but that's a lot of these leagues. I mean, there's nobody other than, of course, the Rams. There's really nobody that's running away with any of these divisions. Uh, the nobody. We'll have to Chiefs come back too. to that. I'm sorry, in the Chiefs too. From here, but yeah, 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 the Chiefs too. But um, with that being said, man, we're gonna go to our our hot topic. I want to know, man, because. Wide receiver has been, I say, the most confusing, difficult to rank this year. This year. So we're going to start with this year, and then we'll go overall. Because this year, if you look at what stats say, Adam Thielen is the second best receiver in the league. Uh, I have him at number one on my app, 589 yards. That's what I'm saying. And, you know, of course – um, uh, Julio had a bad week this week because I don't think he got a catch until the fourth quarter, if I if I recollect today. You screwed over Ant and Fantasy, man. How could you do that? <laughs> I ain't worried about that guy. 
And which, by the way, shout out to Ant, you my dog, but Mark is beating the shit out of Daniel, and you ain't said one fucking word about that shit. I'm going to put that out there. Mark is beating the dog shit out of Daniel Laurie, and you're not saying nothing. And Mark beat me by two fucking point two or two points, and you're getting all on me. So I'm just going to put that out. And yes, I talk trash. That is probably the reason why he would say that he would get on me about it. So but you're absolutely right as far as like for receivers. Because if we talk about top five from a receiving yard standpoint, because I got to put it up here, it's Adam Thielen, Julio mm-hmm. Jones, who mm-hmm. I remember somebody called out this week. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's number two. Odell Beckham Jr. is number three after today's game. Uh, Brandon Cooks. Number four. Hope he's doing well. He's got a, a concussion. And then yeah. uh, Juju uh, Juju Smith Schuster is number five in receiving yards this season. Yep. But see, this is what this is what people don't know about, and I'm gonna go a little deep on this. And I I really wish I didn't have to, but people got to understand that these defenses are rolling their coverage heavy to these top players. They really are. They're rolling their coverage quick, and it's not even funny how fast um, these big, tall defensive backs are doubling and triple teaming the Julio Joneses, the Odell Beckhams, you know, and they're still in the top five. So my top five by eye test, I'm going to put it like that, my top five by eye test this year, this year I would say number one, it's got to be Michael Thomas. Number two is Julio Jones. Number three is Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Four is Brandon Cooks. And number five was really, really hard, but I put A.J. Green up there. I said A.J. Green was my number five. Hmm. This good. year. This year. Am I, am I off? Do you not agree? I know I'm disrespecting Adam Thielen, who has 500 and so odd yards and – couple touchdowns but you know what I'm talking about we're talking about a a Minnesota deep offense that is predicated on that defense that defense sets everything up for them gives them good field position and Adam Thielen he plays well but I don't even think he's the best receiver on that team I think the best receiver is Stephon Diggs but Stephon Diggs has only got 311 yards you know why because the defense rolls over to his side and double teams him and nobody gives a care about what is his homeboys from a homeboy from old miss. Oh, the, the slot receiver, big fella. Nobody cares about that kid. I forgot his name, but he went to old miss. Treadwell. Huh? Was it Treadwell? Laquan Treadwell. Yes. Nobody cares about him, but he should be a big time threat. You know how good, so that's mine. And I think number six is Juju Smith Schuster, by the way. So how about you, uh, Drew? Who you got? Man, I gotta be on I gotta be real with you. I never really ranked these guys, you know. But mm-hmm. I'm looking at like the- that's why I say the eye test. The eye test is important. Right. So I'm going off of the regular season. I'm looking at receiving touchdowns because we saw in the yards Adam Thielen's leading, but according to this, he only has two receiving touchdowns. So mm-hmm. I mean, I, I could be whatever, you know. Not everyone can get that pick in the in the end zone, but because we have number one, Calvin Ridley from Atlanta with six touchdowns receiving this season at number one. Yes. And Ebron, shout out to Ebron, had a great game against the Patriots. Don't do that. 
I will do that. But okay. <laughs> guys, one, chill out. But uh, like you said, A.J. Green's also having a great season, really helping Cincinnati out. I, think, I believe they won today, right? Yeah. Yes, they did. They did. Defense had two touchdowns. There you go. Two scooping scores. That's what's up. Uh, Shout out to uh, Carlos Dunlap, by the way. It's my dog. Go ahead. Man, he ain't your friend. <laughs> First of all, don't be mad because you're a Cleveland fan. <laughs> Number two, he went to Fort Dorchester, and, like, we went to church together for the longest, but, no, we didn't speak much. But on the off season, we do we do speak here and there. I don't bother celebrities. This is weird to me, but go ahead. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let me see. Uh, I, 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 mean, I wouldn't put him in the top five, of course, but uh, – uh, one guy I think from my Cleveland Browns you should definitely get more looks at if he, you know, behaves himself and actually makes some grabs. You definitely got to look at uh, Callaway from Florida from last season. He's definitely – Callaway and not Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, Travis Landry did not have a great game tonight, but he definitely has made an impact in Cleveland for sure. But Callaway, um, you know, he's been – as a rookie, he's definitely showing off. Uh, I know he had some trouble in the offseason. He made a mistake having a gun in his car or something. I don't even remember. Some Florida boys. He well, used to roll. I'm going to give him know. the benefit of the doubt on that, you know? Whatever. Yeah, I gave I gave Aaron Hernandez the benefit of the doubt, too, and you see where that got me. Well, he didn't even have a gun in his car. It was parts. But anyways, <laughs> uh, definitely someone to look for, you know, just as long as he behaves himself and – you know, makes those grabs. Definitely look for Antonio Callaway. You know, he's someone we need since we gave away Gordon. But, you know, it is what Yeah, you did. Oh, please. <laughs> this guy over here the biggest what? Flash Gordon fan now ever since we got rid of him. I'm, I'm still on the fence on buying his jersey. I'm going to wait till midway through the season well, to see if I'm going to have his jersey or not. He's, look, Flash Gordon is talented. Like, if his, re- his numbers don't show it, obviously, because of his inactivity and whatnot. But he is definitely one of the most talented receivers out there, he just has to, you know, clean up his act. You know, stop smoking that bud. You know, I don't know. But who do you got? Uh, who do you got, Mark? I mean, when I when I think of top, like, there's so many different ways. Like when, because we talked about this the other day, and I and I went from an overall talent perspective. Me too. Who I think is the best receivers from an overall talent perspective of like what they do. If we're talking about this season. You know, they're the uh, obviously Michael Thomas. Um, Thomas is yeah, as, as much as it pains me to say that, simply because mm. I'm, uh, you know, they're, they're my division, but definitely Michael Thomas, you know, Odell Beckham. Um, he solidified himself today. And I mean, you got to look at like an Adam Dillon. Um, I, I, I want to mention. Um, Another player who uh, who emerged in the last couple of weeks, and he's he's always kind of been there. Um, but outside of Brandon Cooks, uh, Cooper Cop, what what's his name? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like like he's been. Sorry, I'm I'm drinking, but it's Cooper Cup. You're Cooper right. Cooper Cup. Yeah, <laughs> like like he's he's been allowing Jared Goff to make some moves around the field and and yeah. really open it up. And today was Todd Gurley day, so yeah. He had three touchdowns. It was crazy. And then, okay, you're right. Uh, you're right. And then Tyreek Hill. I mean, just simply because of what they're doing. But I, I, I put a lot of that on Mahomes because Mahomes really knows how to spread the ball. Mm-hmm. 
So, I guess we'll uh, transition. I had another subject in mind, but I forgot about it, so fuck it real quick. So, let's move to... Oh, here it is. So, I'm very excited about this because it was my boy's first time watching UFC last oh, night. Yes. Shout out to my dog, Mark Lorre, because he watched the UFC event for the first time last night. How's it And... I think it was a good one to watch. I thought it was a good one to watch. Definitely, but for sure. How how did you feel? Because first we're going to talk about how you think about it. Then we're going to talk about our favorite fighter of all, Derek Lewis, which was the greatest topic of all topics last night. And then we'll talk about the main event. So what what was your overall thought experience of watching a UFC main event? Because it's never always that good. Most of the time it is, but it's never that good. Your boy Woodley's the worst. But anyways, go ahead. Well, we gonna go off on that. So watching it last night, and you know, I, I'm a boxing fan. So sometimes when, uh, well, I used to be a boxing fan back in the day, especially when, like when Tyson and Holyfield, like a lot of, of those older older cats fought. Um, it, it had the same feel to me. I never really sat and watched UFC, and then you know, it was just like. It was just very raw, and and what I what I liked that I did was, because um, you know I remember back in the day when I used to watch like the main events for the boxing, you know even watch like Mayweather and Pacquiao and stuff like that. I never watched like the the undercard fights. Yeah, but I did that last night, and and I think that's what made me like UFC more, because I thought the I thought some of the undercard fights were better than the main event. Me personally, oh for sure. Like, oh yeah, uh, Ferguson and Pettis was that right? If if it didn't end fight in, of the in night, the second that was by far the fight of the night. Yes, you know absolutely. I mean? Um, mm-hmm. and then uh, like even Lewis and um the other Volkov, the Drago, the Russian motherfucker, as he put it. Um, that fight was. That fight was good, especially like like being a new fan and then just watching. That fight was good because of the way that it ended. Because watching the fight the whole way, you're like, this dude's going to go down. And then, like, what was like 20 seconds left in the fight? He just goes and lays dude out. And then just that was when I exciting. I'm telling you, that type of talent right there to be able to still have that power in the later rounds after you're gassed of all gassed. That shit is rare. That is only a Derek Lewis thing. There's maybe some others out there that can do it like that, but either you have the stamina to whoop somebody's ass all five rounds or three rounds, or you run out of gas and you're just throwing shit. It looks fucking ugly by the end, the last round, and you're just like sitting there, like, man, they're not even hitting. And he sh- and he showed his like his like how exhausted he was. Oh yeah, the funniest scene. His balls was hot. <laughs> the funniest scene to me on that that after not not the whole the whole the whole post interview was 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 just fucking gold. It was amazing, but they did the close up of him leaning on the ring, on the octagon. Yeah, <laughs> that scene of him just leaning on the octagon, the way that he looked, just so gas, <laughs> is it was fucking amazing. My favorite was the interview with Tyron Woodley and uh, and um, what's his name? The British guy. I forgot his name. But it was the FS1 interview. And like I said, the interview after the fight was funny with freaking Joe Rogan. But the <laughs> the post-fight, he was sitting at the podium and there's this chick. 
Tyron Woodley and um God, he used to fight Anderson Silva all the time. He's a British dude. Oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. I just don't know his name. Yeah, yeah, me neither. So they're sitting there. Well, I really don't give a shit. But <laughs> so they're sitting there talking to him, and then homegirl was like, "So you usually celebrate your wins. You go out and party. How are you gonna celebrate now?" And he was like, "Shit, I'm probably just gonna go home and throw my wife's legs in the air and see where it go." <laughs> and I never laughed so hard in my fucking life to a fucking po- the look on that chick's face, like, "Oh my god!" It's a good she thing. had the she yeah. had the "I hope my legs get in the air" look. Like that's the look she had on her face. It's a good <laughs> thing that like femi- like hardcore feminists don't watch this for because if they would have caught him saying that, oh my god, it's over. <laughs> He would, but see, that's the thing. He wouldn't give two shits. No. There's people that roast you for shit, and there's people that just don't give a fuck. So to see that man, to see that raw, genuine shit from from him, well, you don't see that with nobody else. So, you really don't. So let's talk about the the main event. Yeah, that was. <sighs> so everybody's on. The analysts are all saying that they're proud of fucking Connor because of his defense, his takedown defense. defense. Oh, his takedown defense and the I way he was blocked. He he got take he got taken down. Let's 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 go through cuz round 1 when it took some it took some advance and of course uh Khabib is advanced on grappling and takedowns and all that. So He's advanced. Yep. And he fought it mm-hmm. for a while, man. He, he was did. holding hand wrists he was fighting it for a while, and I gave him props on that. I mean, but all in all, man, to the fans that we are, the fans that we are, Connor didn't do well. He, he got <laughs> fucking whooped, is what he did. So, so here's my thing. I don't think, me personally, like, like, and this is me from the outside looking in, not being a, a big UFC fan or mm-hmm. like not not watching it much. I personally don't think that he got whooped into the second into the second. But then he came back in the third and he won the third. Kind of felt kind of won the third. That's because I, I think that been up that's years, because though. no, it, it couldn't because Khabib thought he wanted to have some nuts and stand toe to toe with fucking Connor. And Connor is a heavy hitter, but Khabib, of course, can take a shot. He could take a fucking punch. We saw it. But yeah. he's still stupid for standing there with him because yeah. Connor ha- is the better striker. That's but what he's known for. To me, that first round was five minutes long. That and first round was long. about three minutes of that first round was them on the ground. Yeah. And, and like, to quote to quote to quote Red, they were making love and humping the whole time. <laughs> it was Fucking it was very shit. angry it was very angry sex the first round. <laughs> it, but what it was, like like the, the analyst made a point. Like what Khabib was doing to, to, to Connor in the first round. It wasn't. Did he? Did you break something? Yeah. Okay. So, long story short, I went to get my charger out of this dude's my car. I'm at this dude's house. I thought the damn. So he left his door open. I didn't realize the screen was still. I just kicked the screen open. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh man. Good job, man. Yeah. It's, sorry about that. Go. No, nah, no, nah, you're fine. Like I was, I was thinking, like the the whole first round, like Khabib wasn't really, like he wasn't like hurting Connor from from like a striking standpoint, but he was wearing his energy down just 
you're having them fight mm-hmm. through those through those uh through those locks and those holes. Yeah, like I said, man, like we we all knew he was getting whooped. I don't know why these guys like were throwing Connor a bone. He was getting his ass kicked. They, was, they were giving him all props because he was doing a good takedown defense. But the way I saw it was, bro, he's in a whole nother class than you. And I, then, you know, people were going off and saying, hey, uh, if you give Connor another chance to go back to the drawing board, just like he did Nick Diaz, he's going to probably knock out Khabib. He's going to find a way to win it in a rematch. First off, first off, last time I checked, rematches were given to close fights. Or, like, you know, too close. No. That was pure Khabib in this fight. There's no way other than financial that you'd book a rematch for something like this. The only reason why, the only thing I see in Khabib's future is him and Tony Ferguson. I would love That's to see that. That's all I see. I got to see Tony Ferguson's relentless ass beat, go at fucking Khabib. That would be a fucking good fight. It won't get as much props, of course. Oh, of course not. But... But us hardcore fans, to see how Tony Ferguson was against Pettis, I would like to see that ruthless, stalking down nature with good takedown defense go at Khabib. Because if Khabib just takes him down, it's going to be a fucking easy win for him. But if he can defend it and stay toe-to-toe, fucking Ferguson's going to be ruthless. And he went ape shit on his post-fight, too. Oh, like, yeah. I didn't hear half the shit he didn't say. he said because they were – it was cutting out. The mic was cutting out from where I was watching it from. So I didn't hear shit he was saying, but I guess he called out Conor McGregor. Yeah, too? he called he him did. Conor McNuggets. Ah. Conor, Conor McNuggets. Piece of shit. <laughs> wow. Well, um, uh, you know what? I think he was predicting Conor would win that fight because, I mean, I would rather just call out Khabib, honestly. But Yeah, I would call out Khabib. I mean, I mean, I'd call out either no, the I winner. Call out period. Khabib. Fuck that. Do you see the way he fought? Come on. He doesn't have a stand-up, bro. Well, well yeah, still to He's me. He's twenty-seven and zero. Well, like most of them were submissions. Like when it was showing the highlights of his twenty-seven and zero, like there was highlights where he was almost breaking somebody's arm, and then mm-hmm. had to end the fight. Like, like most of them are submissions. Like shit, not- he almost did it to Connor. Did y'all see that fucking Kamora? Oh yeah, I thought he was gonna dislocate oh, yeah. Connor's shoulder. That shit looked gross. I mean, some people I don't know how the fuck he got out of that. Some people are just only good at certain aspects of the fight. I mean. The, and by the way, yeah. you may not like fucking Tyron Woodley, but Dominic Cruz is trash as a commentator. Oh, yes. Like, good God, <laughs> that motherfucker was stupid as fuck. I miss, God, I couldn't I miss stand Goldberg that shit. so bad. He was great with Joe Rogan. Yeah. Well, he had more excitement. That's like some JR and uh, King type of commentary, you know? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts about the, the post fight, Anthony? Well, let me tell you something. Look, you know you're full of shit. Oh, I don't agree with shit he' about to say, but go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, you already know because I've been on some rants. But so everyone knows Connor loves to do his, you know, talking shit and whatnot. It's just what he does. Uh, I feel like he went a little, a little above and beyond with Khabib. You know, beforehand, you know, of course, he busted the windows out of a bus. Yeah, dude, and then and not even that, he he insulted the man's father, like. I'm sorry, you you talk shit Man, about my that, dad. I'm gonna mm, beat your ass, you know. I feel you, but that happens all the time. Well, yeah. Ask just but, ask Floyd Mayweather. Oh well, yeah, he. And that's a different subject, but and then you know, he also calls out, which you should never do. He called out the dude's religion. He put whiskey in his face. Like you don't do that. All right, so my thing was 
was I thought I didn't think it. You called it fake. You said the antics were fake. Okay, to be fair, I, I was don't kind of think a... it was. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You were in a drunk state. I got you. Yeah, I don't think it was fake. I thought that first of all, homeboy Khabib was a fucking joke. First of all, I had wished like Drake was next to any other one of them. He jumped at, but I just thought. <laughs> Shout out to push it. Talking that shit was funny. <laughs> that shit was rough, but um. The one that really pissed me off was the dude from Khabib Squad jumping in and just going at fucking Connor's body. Like, yeah, what, well, what did that? Hey, there, there's that? video that shows that Connor did throw the first punch, but yes. Well, the dude jumped and came at him, so he yeah, had to defend it, himself two, regardless. Two yeah. dudes jumped in the ring. My my whole thing is, like, like I have mixed feelings about it, right? Yeah, because to to your point. Drew, yep. when you say you think it might be fake and fabricated, like there's definitely reasoning behind what why you may think that that makes sense. And I can oh, kinda... it's only a financial talk. It's yeah. only from financial talk. Yeah, and he I can... thinks it boosted up ratings and it'll la la la. I, I know, I know that's the only reason. Yeah, and and and, and logically that may be the case, but like for me, what, what I think from what I saw is once he jumped out and then security and all that stuff started coming in, like I kind of feel like like if they wanted to prevent Khabib's boys from getting in the ring, they they would have. Like, I kind of feel like the security was a little bit lackluster because they kind of wanted to see some of that go on. Yeah, security's on staff for that, by the way. How you going? Yeah, they're terrible. They're terrible. You better hire me at the MGM, man. I swear. All right, so... I think uh you anybody have any other words about it? Nah. I don't want to be on this for too long. Nah. Good. Okay, so let's definitely going to watch more though. Definitely oh, great. Good to have you as a fan. Yes, welcome. Well, good, welcome well, to the to the show. And it's good to have to you the back fandom cuz John Jones US. will be back soon and you'll be able to watch Yes, it. he will. <laughs> That's poetry in motion. Say, as long as y'all keep me up to speed and up to date, then we're good to go. There ain't much else going on, honestly. <laughs> All Where's right. So, um I want to go. I don't want to go quick into the World Series because it's just starting. And but you know we'll 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 attack that another day because, like you said, he was a Bra- you know Mark was a Braves fan, but of course he probably hasn't been following much. Uh, Maybe highlights. They're, they're down two to one to LA. Yeah, one more in there. You know what? Do you, what is your? What do you think about that? What do you think about a five game playoff? Do you do you miss that in the NBA as well? What do you think about five game series? I, instead of seven, that's hard to that's that's hard to determine because when you look at five, if the NBA was still doing well, the NBA used to do five game series for the first round, seven yes. for the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think of if there was any. Uh, I I like seven game series, especially in the NBA, because the seasons are shorter. Then when mm-hmm. the major league baseball, so having the five game series in baseball makes more sense. It's it's five games and seven games in the World Series, correct? Five, seven, seven. seven. Yep. Yeah. So um that makes sense because their season is much longer. Because if if you think about it, if you run it into seven game series for the first, that adds maybe easily a week or two to the season. That puts you into November. Yeah. Um, which like some some places that you, you play the sport, it's already snowing in those areas. So True. that makes sense. 
But yeah, you don't want to be playing baseball in November in New York. Uh, I, I, or I, Cleveland I, at the matter. Oh, please. Oh, no. <laughs> you <laughs> know it would be fucking freezing fucking cold. It's damn in... colder in New York and you know it. I'm I'm just saying, I'm putting them in the same fucking category, asshole. <laughs> they're going to be in the fucking... They're both going to be cold as fuck, is what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I like the NBA changing it to a, to a 7-7, like 7 all the way through. This game's taking... Okay, what about the format? What are you talking about? 2-2-1-1? Two, two, one one? One? Yeah, 2-2-1-1-1. Two, two, one, one, one. I like the format because... The last the, the last um series that they did the um, two three two yeah the two three two was the series against the Spurs um the Ugh. first series against uh, the, with the Heat and the Spurs was the last series that they did that and I felt like the fact that they had the last two games in Miami where and obviously Ray Allen made that Phantom three mm-hmm. um but I feel like Miami had the advantage because of that. I like the, I like the format it is now where where it goes two two back back and forth. Got you. I, mean, I got you. And then if you, if you think about it, Cleveland if if you know shout out to Cleveland if the series oh god now listen if My the boys. series <laughs> was what it was like if the series was what it was um, if it was a two three and two then Cleveland would have never had a championship. Sure. That important game six was in Cleveland. Now, obviously, Draymond Green did not play that game, but but it was important still. But it yeah. was important that it was in Cleveland because that was so, also the game that Steph Curry got ejected from. Yeah, that was funny. Don't throw <laughs> your mouthpiece, people. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me go over here because I want to hear Drew's take on this as well. Me personally. I think the NBA is over with. I think the Warriors have it wrapped up, sewed up, uh-huh. and only injuries would stop it. In which they they have one, but my favorite big man, Boogie Cousins, of course, is coming back it's a lock. from Achilles. And he to what? I say it's a lock. Yeah. It's it's not even close. It is going to be a blowout of epic proportions in every series that the fucking Golden State Warriors are a part of. For this season. Does anybody agree? For this season. This season. Yeah, this, this, this season I, only because I, I'm going to make a bold prediction that that same Warriors team that you have now will not be the same team that it is next year. No. But Boogie I, will but leave. That- Boogie will leave for more money. And so will Clay Thompson. I think Kevin Durant doesn't, but Clay Thompson definitely does. I, I say Kevin Durant okay, and goes where? I I I think Kevin Durant teams up with LeBron James one time before his career. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I think Anthony Davis teams up with LeBron before to. before KD ever goes to LA. I don't care if they made a fucking rap video or not. I don't give well, a shit. Well, AD Anthony AD will be in LA. Next year, this time. No, he won't. AD will go wherever Kyrie goes next year. No, why do you figure that? Because AD to Boston has been detox for like the last three years. Now, me and you have had this run in before, and I've proven to be right before. So I just want to put this out there because you thought I was crazy, must have been two years ago when I told your ass. 
fucking LeBron would be in L.A. Because his house was in L.A. And his kid was moving to L.A. Everything we talked about. And you, you adamantly denied, no, he's not going to be in L.A. He's not going to do it, blah, blah, blah. But I told you he was going to be in L.A. And he ended up in L.A. And I'm telling you now. Wasting his time. What I have seen, <laughs> what I have heard... Anthony Davis will be a Laker next year. Listen, that's the one. That's the one. Everyone's. That's what Magic's going for. He's openly said he would want to go to L.A. I'm telling you. I'm. But listen here. Listen mm-hmm. here. When we had this discussion a couple years ago, yes, Kyrie was still in Cleveland. Yes, and who was the uh, old general manager, uh, David Griffin? Griff, yeah. Griff was still the general manager. LeBron stays in Cleveland long term if Griff is still there. Even after Kyrie left, even after Kyrie left, if Griff was still there and made better decisions with the team that they had at the beginning of the season, who were injury riddled, but every single person who left that team at the beginning of the season, I'm talking about the Dwayne Wade, uh, Isaiah Thomas, that team that they had. Got it. They, Got it. Once they left Cleveland, they all flourished. Because except for Isaiah Thomas. Except for Isaiah. Fuck him. But <laughs> but if they would have kept that if they would have not made the trade to get rid of everybody, I think they should have kept Jameson Crowder and maybe got rid of Isaiah Thomas. And, and like they they had some solid pieces. Really? Really? Yeah. So, so we not all agree that J.R. Smith should have been traded years ago. Oh, he should have been. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and did you see his? Did you see his scuffle the other day? J.R. Smith rose. He's having fun out there. Diminished, but not traded. LeBron's not their daddy him no more. So J.R. knows he can do whatever he wants now. So you saw a scuffle the other night uh, with uh, what's it, Aaron Baines of Boston? I seen on Twitter. I don't like to and, watch preseason basketball, but Marcus Big Look, I'm I'm, just, I'm gonna call it out though. The, the scuffle was with Aaron Baines, but the person that made it worse was Marcus Smart. And Marcus Smart is kind of like the NBA. Like he, he's like the scrappy dude of the NBA. You know, yes. it's always like, let me <laughs> at him. Like, you know what I mean? He flops like a bitch. Who's, who's the one person in the NBA you cannot stand? Oh, I got quite a few of them. Raymond but... fucking Green, that's who. <laughs> he took the words out of my mouth. You don't like Draymond I, I fucking, either? I hate Draymond. And look, it's not, and it's not because of the Cleveland series. The Cleveland series is what amplified it, but I just never liked him. He talks a lot of shit, but like to me, he, he's a shit talker that rides the coattails of Steph and Clay. But he knows his lane. That's why he's, he gets triple doubles. He knows, I and he's hate tough because he's not the biggest big guy. He's one of those. Shouts my boy Tristan smallest... for smacking his face though. Yeah. That is who the fuck I can't stand. <laughs> I can't fucking Tristan Thompson and um, ah oh, man, he's with the Timberwolves. Used to be with the Bulls. Uh, I know you're talking about Bob, and but... Taj Gibson. Oh, oh, oh. Taj Gibson and Tristan Thompson have to be the two motherfuckers I cannot stand in the NBA. And then Cat, uh, to be honest. Honorable mention is uh, Lance Stevenson. Uh, fuck you. I think he's I think he's low key gay and just doesn't want to go out like that. I think he is. Too. You see the way he blew in LeBron's ear? Come on now. 
And then what he he did something last year too. I can't remember. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> no. So uh, Tristan Thompson is also another reason why LeBron's no longer in Cleveland. Like Tristan Thompson's overrated, but we like, go there. That whole Kardashian shit. That curse is serious. That curse is serious. <laughs> like, do you, you believe have... in curses, Mark? Do, do you believe in these curses? I do you believe it. in the Madden one as well. I, I believe in the Madden curse. Well, nothing's wrong with AB so far. There's nothing wrong with AB so slow far. Start, but but... I mean, it's a slow start. But look, when it comes to the Madden curse, I don't think it attacks a particular player. But sometimes it attacks the team. Mm. Yeah. I yeah, mean, because think about true. it, because Brady was on the cover. Nothing really happened to Brady. Remember Peyton Hills being on the we... cover? Oh, yeah. That was that No. Was, that, was, uh, <laughs> God, that, that was old. That was a fucking curse right there. But Brady, hey, but think about hey it. what grocery store is he working at now? Shit, Giant Eagle. Y'all got Giant Eagle in South Carolina? I, I know what you're talking Fuck about. Fuck no. <laughs> That's an up north thing. Um, we don't even have Whole Foods in South Carolina. But but think about it. Like like Brady was on the cover, Gronk was on the cover, and then they try to switch. Gronk it got hurt the year he was on the cover. Gronk got hurt the year he was on the cover. Yeah. And technically, if you wanna if you wanna gauge it, Brady got hurt when he was on the cover too. He, it was a back. He was listed. As questionable for the whole season, but he didn't fucking uh, he he still played, but he still had like a nagging injury. If you want to count it, I don't, but yeah, yeah. And but then also you gotta think about like the the fleet gate and all that other stuff, and then the beef with him and Robert Kraft and all that stuff came out. Vince Young was the, beef, was on the, the Robert cover Kraft. Too. Don't forget, yeah, who Vince Young? Oh God, he just said who? Vince Young from Tech. Okay, so that leads me to this one, and I don't know how knowledgeable I'm. I'm going off the fly here, y'all. I'm. I'm just. I'm hearing these names, and then I have questions about it. How savvy are you with college football, there, Mark? Are you college football savvy? Okay, so Drew, I'm gonna ask you, and I swear, if you say any fucking quarterback from Ohio State, I am going you know to say scream. Who? Is the best college quarterback in history? Oh, in history. Okay, okay. I was gonna say this season it's Haskins, but um, in history, it's Will Greer. But okay. Oh, uh, go ahead. In, his, in history, his, that's that's tough, man. Because so many generations. Really? I Tim Tebow I, is. A there lot. we go. What, what what are we talking about here? The best college football coach, uh, best college, college. I mean, the best college football quarterback in history. I mean, there was by a ones. mile is Tim fucking Tebow. Yeah, I mean, Tim, and I hate Tebow's to say it because I don't. You know, I'm a I'm a Gamecock guy, so I don't like Florida like that. But Tim Tebow, what he did in the years that since he started, since he got on the field and played, come on, man. Yeah, Tim Tebow come was on. good. I mean. When I think of when I think of great college quarterbacks, you know what I? And this is going to be sad. I think of like great college quarterbacks. I have to think of who's the second string quarterback on a particular team right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> because a lot of the second string quarterbacks <laughs> are great. great college quarterbacks. They always seem to. Yes, they are. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Mason Rudolph at fucking Pittsburgh because <laughs> he was great last year for Oklahoma State. Go ahead. You think about like a, a Matt Leinert was was great in college. Oh, God. Um, who's the that? Um, you know, I believe in that a curse. babysitter for him. Um, Colt oh, you talk about yeah, Colt. Yeah. You know what? I, I actually Colt believe you said Colt. I know you meant Colt McCoy. No, Colt McCoy. Oh. 
from Texas, Colt McCoy. I know. I was saying, like, remember Colt, Colt Brennan. Brennan? Colt Brennan was great. He had humongous passing yards. They did a documentary on him. He really, he really him and Timmy good. Chang. Yeah. Him and Timmy Chang. He really faded. But um, yeah, let me go. With, let me go. With what you were talking about there, Mark. Um, who's the first one you said? You said Colt McCoy, and you said somebody before that. Uh, I said Matt Liner. Uh, Matt Liner. Wait. I believe in that curse, and it my my proof is in the backing because you can technically say, you can technically say that uh, Carson Palmer had a successful career. You can technically yeah. say it. Yeah. But outside of Carson Palmer, what USC quarterback has been great? Speaking on that, do you think Darnold will make it good in the NFL so far? Fuck no. Sure. No. No, he's horrible. He's horrible. Minus today with his three touchdowns, he has been terrible. He's not good. He gave the Browns their first victory in how many years? Yeah. Okay. What you were saying, Mark? So – I mean, I don't know because I'm I'm trying to think back. I know Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley should. Chris was Chris Sims. Chris Sims. Chris Sims. I can't remember. I'll look that one up. Matt Barkley. Then you got butt fumble. What's his name? Mark Sanchez. Mark Mark Sanchez. Sanchez. (laughs) Fucking Mark Sanchez. You know what I'm saying? You got Mark Sanchez. Matt Barkley. Did we say Geno Smith already? Oh wait, wait. USC. He didn't go to USC. He didn't go to USC. I was thinking about the Jets. I'm sorry. The Jets. That's funny. (laughs) But um, then you got oh man. Matt Leinard, of course. Oops, you got. Barkley. Did we say Barkley? Yeah. We did. Uh, oh man, you know what? I'm I'm gonna fact check this one because I wanted to. I I want to prove this. Southern California. I want to prove this because I believe in that shit, and it makes no sense. Yeah. I'm... How many USC quarterbacks that have been like so successful in college? And they are trash. Matt Castle, he did. Matt, oh man, was Matt Castle USC? I'm I think he was. Looking, looks like Matt Castle. Yep, San Darnold, Run, Max Brown. Do you are. remember Max? Hey, why did you forget your boy there? Uh, fucking Drew, your favorite quarterback of all, Cody Kessler. Oh man, yeah. Hey, I don't think he. Okay, look, you gave him a really bad team to work with. I think he, well, from what he had, he did okay. But I wouldn't. Say and one of the most. One of the most in, intriguing names of all, John David Booty. I remember him. Yep. Pause. Didn't, but, didn't he play for the Jets? Yeah, pause. John David Booty, I don't think he ever played in the NFL. He did. I don't think he, he, played, got... he played for the Titans and the Houston Texans. Wow. And I don't know these other guys, Max Wittick and Aaron Corp. I don't know who those two were. But Max Brown, I remember. Sam Darnold. Fucking Cody Kessler. Max Brown is still there now, if I if um my memory serves me correct. No, he was a junior in 16. So unless he was a fifth year senior, I think he's the starting quarterback now. I can't remember though. But um Cody Kessler was one. All these guys. All, JT Daniels is a starter. I'm sorry. Um, all those guys. And then here's my other thing, man. And I don't mean to get on this, but have y'all noticed, man? Think about this. Why has there never been a black quarterback at USC? Because there, there was only one, and he did very great. Who was the one? Rodney one who? Rodney Pete went to USC? Yeah. Yeah, he did. It's just, yeah. I guess it's a two-year recruit. I don't know, man. That was it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Are you, are, you, are you implying there's like a racial bias for recruiting? No, I just never, I never understood it. I don't want to, I don't want to speculate I mean, anything. I'm That's just, not I'm me. I'm just going to say it's it, it Southern California, so... <laughs> 
It is. Yeah, it but is still, there's there's talented quarterbacks. There's talented black quarterbacks that come from Southern California, but none of them never seem to go to USC. None of them. I bet you if you look up you know UCLA. Oh yeah, I mean you you got a homeboy yeah. who just was there. Well, they own five um, this season. Who plays for the Pack? Oh yeah, they're terrible. But I I blame that on what's his name. I blame that on Chip Kelly not having his guys yet. Once Chip Kelly, and I'm, putting, I'm telling y'all, mark my words, once Chip Kelly recruits his guys, UCLA is going to be a powerhouse. Word? Yes, they will. Chip Kelly's just got to bring his kind of guys in. UCLA, they really haven't been a threat for so many years. Yo, I didn't know that Rob Johnson – Former quarterback, mm-hmm. he used to play for. I, I think he was the actual first quarterback to ever play for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Played for Buffalo Bills, Washington Redskins, and um, I remember with the Redskins. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I didn't know Rob Johnson was from Compton, California. Wow, I didn't know that either. It's like our boy from Last Chance U. <laughs> Throwing it out there. <laughs> that coach is crazy. That coach is wild, but. Uh, Brett Hundley was probably the more significant black quarterbacks, I guess you can say, that's in the California area. You know who really good but black I, quarterbacks, though? I'm who's boys. Ohio, Ohio State. State? Yep. Yeah, that's because your you're fucking coaches and are scared to get the gangsters to fucking go get the killers that are playing in the hood. But, that's why. But, but technically, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> technically, yeah. How many players have been under fucking Urban Meyer that have controversy. Too many to count. See, but you gotta also think about it like this, like like Ohio State, they don't get black quarterbacks. They get black wide receivers who know how to play quarterback. Mm, Just yeah. I will say Haskins <laughs> is playing like a real QB though. But yeah. But do you but do you think matter of fact, that's another question. Another one. Why aren't Ohio State quarterbacks successful in the NFL? It's just the system is not meant for them in the NFL. Like JT Barrett, you know, you know, the guy. Had, Where's he at? Where, who's he? Is he with the Ravens? I think uh, he's on a practice squad. He right got now. he got uh, he got cut, and then I think he got picked up for a practice squad, like you were saying. Yeah, he's just not okay. What about he's not what strong. about Cardell Jones? Is he still with Buffalo, or he's nowhere to be found? At least with the Chargers. And that's that's got to be heartbreaking for Ohio State fans that he didn't pan out. Well. You know, he really had his opportunity to leave once he won that shit. What about the most famous black quarterback from Ohio State that, in my opinion, that went to, uh, what, Terrell Pryor? Texans? Oh, Terrell Pryor? Ah, He he transitioned to a receiver because he knew it was a terrible quarterback. He's doing all right as a receiver, but, you know. Um, and so is uh, Braxton. Well, Braxton Miller's hurt, I think, if I remember. His shoulder yeah. got, he, he got he cut. He can't throw anymore, so he has to. He plays for the Jets yeah. now. He got he's he's with the Jets too. Yeah, in Pryor there as well. Yep. I, I thought, wow. I thought like Ohio. Oh, no, Terrell Pryor caught a touchdown today for the fucking Jets. Oh, word. yeah, he's there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Shout out, shout out. I guess. But yeah, I don't understand it. But you know, it is what it is. There's a lot of uh, Ohio State defensive guys, of course. But Denzel Ward, you know. shout out to him. He fucking he won that game for us today, boy. 
Jesus Christ. Oh, another another Ohio State guy. Shout out to uh, Curtis Samuel, who got his first NFL touchdown. Oh, nobody asked to go this fucking far, okay? <laughs> Shout out to so, uh, any Michigan players doing anything good today? No? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, well, damn sure that's a lie. You better shout out Devin Funches there, fucking Mark. Okay, shout out Devin Funches. Got a couple passes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. So, uh, speaking of Funches, and I don't want to really transition off, but I do want to... Overrated. I, yes, he is. Okay, so we're not... We're not... Oh, go ahead. Okay, thank you, guys. You were going to ask him? Is that what you are going <laughs> to ask? He, we're, we're not determining if he's overrated, but I do want to say something. Uh, and... I mentioned this because today Funches had a uh, there was a, there was a, a play that I feel that helped decide the game for the Panthers, and it was a play to where um, Cam didn't do Funches the ball, and a defender who led with his hands, like dove and led with his hands, mm-hmm. maybe barely tapped Funches. And he got called for a hitting a defensive receiver. And then mm. there was another hit in tonight's game uh, with the Redskins, not Redskins, but with the Cowboys. Oh, I know, Cowboy, I know uh, Cowboys fans are going to hate that. But uh, with the Cowboys and the, uh, and the Texans, where the defender had the ball, he caught the ball, and then guy led with his shoulder but kind of hit him a little bit above the neck. But led with his shoulder, and it uh, they they called him for a hidden defensive receiver. And when you look so, at the hits instantly, they don't look bad at all from my vantage point. So obviously the, and I'll make this the last subject before we do our unsat stat. I am in. I am just with the rest of everyone. I I think this has been the shittiest fucking rule coming out. The shittiest shit. Motherfucking Sony Michelle got fined for dropping his head as a fucking running back really and trucking damn. somebody over. You know what I'm saying? It's very, very it's getting really bad. And shout out to Clay Matthews because those first two personal those personal fouls that those roughing the passers he got in the first two weeks or three weeks, Bullshit. none of them were bad. Let me tell you, I think, neither one. I think a lot of this stems from, you know, all the research coming out with CTE. They're trying to that does not that. matter. It's, it's, it's watering down the nature and the beauty of the Absolutely. game of football. I don't care what these cats that have never been on the field think. Yes, we should take helmet to helmet hits out of it. I agree with that. When I see those, I'm like, well, damn, that's fair. But when you can't tackle a quarterback at all, you have to watch the way you put your weight on quarterbacks because Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone. I don't give a shat. I don't care. Let them play football. As long as it ain't a helmet-to-helmet shot or going at the knees, it should be – if it's a clear fucking sack, it's a fucking sack. Absolutely. What are you talking about, man? And another thing – that's starting to make this an issue is, you know, w- when I watch it on TV and I, and, I, and I listen to other sports analysts, like in actual sports analysts who used to play the game, what they are noticing is they're noticing that players are starting to alter their bodies um, into unfamiliar motions, which from a physical standpoint or a physics standpoint makes like when you try to, contort if you're lunging at somebody you try to contort your body in a certain way 
it's an unnatural move. And what we've seen in the people in have already first, gotten hurt. Yeah, people are getting hurt because of the way that they're trying yep. to avoid these stupid penalties. So yeah. you're 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 trying to help prevent one one injury, but you're causing another. You know what I mean? It, it, it's I, I hope they just figure it out. Yeah, definitely. So with that being said, since we're on this note, um, I'm going to start with, of course, our final thing. Our final take is called the unsat stat of the day, which is just anything. It doesn't matter if something out of sports. Sometimes we go off off topic and do a non-sports thing, but we always recognize something stupid that happened that we just don't understand. And um, I'll let Drew start first because I always start first. I'll let Drew start first. All right. Thanks, bro. Well, I have an actual statistic, and of course, it comes from my boys in brown and orange. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. first off, well, but with this unsat, we have a, a stat, a sad stat. You know, we have like the most takeaways in the NFL. Was it like fifteen? Well, this isn't counting today's game. So, we had fifteen takeaways in the season. Now, of those fifteen takeaways before today's game, we only scored twenty-one points off those takeaways. Now, I'm I'm no mathematician, but I'm pretty sure that that's just what three touchdowns. From 15 takeaways, we, we need to score way more. You know, there's, these games have been going to overtime. You know, we, we cannot afford to not score from these big takeaways. You know, the defense is working their ass off. You know, mm. we've got to be 5-0 and right now. And, you know, these not taking advantage of these takeaways, it's going to hurt us in the long run. That's my unsat. Simple. Okay. Um... My unsat goes back a few, few – you know what? It, go, it stems off of this. I'll wrap it up like this. If your team is not good enough in football to stop another team from scoring 100 points, you should not have a fucking goddamn program, okay? They score 100 points Where on you. Running you're court? fucking trash. 100 points. There have been a few – a few high school and one college team that has let teams put 100 points on them this year. Guess what? Cut the fucking program. Where's the running clock for that, you know? Cut the fucking program. Let them do forfeits or something. Throw in the towel. We need to come up with a rule. This shit is hilarious. But I blame the losing team for, for you I know, cry. players quit. I understand all of that, whatever the fucking case may be. But if your team is bad enough to score 100 points, you shouldn't have a fucking team. No you know, more. it's funny, Ray, because I'm actually at my friend's house doing this podcast. His team, when he was in high school, they scored, what, like 80-something points on a team? They're freshmen. He's laughing. He, they, they had their freshmen scoring on their varsity. Hey, I've been a coach and been a victim of a 68-point game. And you know what made it even worse was there was like an hour delay because the lights oh, went oh off God. and it was like a power surge. Cool. So we sat there for an hour while we heard cowbells, you know, just going in and out. These these fans did not leave. And we were down like, I think when the power went off, it was like 55 to 13. So we got to like 68 or 69, something like that, to fucking 13. And that was the worst. So, yes. If your team gets 100 scored on you, just cut the fucking program. What you got, Mark? Um, well, before I, uh, before I do my stat, do y'all want me to do like a very kind of like PSA serious one? 
Are these? Oh, it's on you. Okay. No, it doesn't right, matter what your choice. All right, it's so your I, choice. I have, I have uh, a few numbers. I have two, two, and three. And mm-hmm. these these numbers are kind of serious. And what those numbers represent is the the first two is two weeks in a row up uh, up here in in Rochester. And I, and I also heard the story somewhere else that there's been fights at high school football games. <laughs> two times. And when I say fights at high school football games, I mean like in the stands. Two people were shot and then oh, shot. And then I and I and I think this happened like three weeks in a row. So we talk about a lot of stuff and we, we talk about like the being fans and stuff, but when we when we think about like this type of activity, um I think up here where I stay, they actually canceled like a football game because there was fights like two weeks in a row. And when we think about that, we wow. think about sports and like like these kids, these talented athletes at such a young age, man, this is this means a lot to them. Right? So like just people mm-hmm. being stupid and like really of the white line, like all this chaos and ruckus is happening outside the white lines that takes away from what's going on in those white lines. Like that that's just it's just ridiculous. You know, cause, mm. because now other people's actions are taken away from the game. And, you know, hopefully they'll yeah. make sense of all this so that way these That's... things can have the opportunity to be talked about in our show one day. So Not to interrupt that you. Is... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that's crazy, first of all, because you never think to go to a sports function and the first thing you worry about is your safety. So that's kind of crazy. We uh, in Cleveland, uh, a lot of inner city schools um, actually play their games during the day, like Glenville, you know, where – Shout out to Ten Get Junior, where he used to play. They play their games like at like three o'clock in the afternoon, daylight. You know they don't want to deal with any night, any drama. It's it's crazy, man. Mm. Yeah, I've been a, I've been out. in a I have been in a brawl when I was at North Charleston High School. I was a freshman on the varsity squad, and we fought. We played against Calhoun County, and there was an all-out brawl that happened. Um, first thing, food for thought. If it ever happens to you, and I don't mean to sound jokingly. Don't take your fucking helmet off. I saw somebody get head-butted by somebody else with a helmet because you want to take his helmet off. It's not a good yeah. move. But number two, man, that's the thing, man. You just got to understand it's a passionate game, but we got to have some professionalism. And as a coach now, always. I would always preach for us to have fun and be professional no matter what. If they want to be assholes about it, we carry ourselves better. But that's just me. That's just Coach Ray talking. But um, I want to say I appreciate you coming through there, Red. Um and I yeah. definitely, you know, am happy that we started this up again. Drew, you know, as usual. I guess we're going to take something out of um, – and shout-out. I'm going to put this shout-out real quick. Hey, shout-out to uh, uh, Digger Jones and uh, Two Guns, their their News and Views podcast. Check it out. It is a really good fucking listen. Love and it. definitely um, we're always on there as guests as well, so talking about other shit. And if you ever, like, just to find yourself not listening to other things, please check it out because it's really, really dope. Absolutely. And then uh, we'll have some really good guests from there on here. Like I said, two going to be on. Digger will definitely be on next. And then uh, my boy Marcus, who was a who came on on the regular last time, he definitely will be coming back around. Really, really good laugh with that guy because he knows his sports, but then he talks about some crazy shit. So um, you got anything else, man? Man, all I gotta say is um, 
this was a great week in sports for sure. Um, we have we're deep in the middle of the playoffs. Um, my boys are down two nothing, but you know I still got the faith. <laughs> I still got the faith. You know we haven't been swinging the bats, but you know hopefully um, I'm gonna post this tomorrow. But hopefully by the time tomorrow, you know we turn the series around. Um, looking forward to the when the Yankees and Red Sox finish off, we can kind of go into the playoffs a little bit. Yes, but, uh, yes, we'll definitely. And we'll definitely bring back Mark sometime for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. Man. Thanks Appreciate for coming, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. We know it's late as hell over there, so thanks. <laughs> thanks for having yeah. me. All right, man. So I'll, I'll, we'll holler at y'all later, man. Thanks for listening. All, All right. Y'all have a good one.